Hey everyone, this is Elena Armijo, and I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast so far this season. I've had a lot of fun speaking with everybody on the show, and I've learned so much from all of my guests. I hope you've enjoyed the tips, and I hope you've learned something for yourself from everything we've shared. My team and I are going to take a break for the holidays, two weeks off, a luscious two weeks to source, connect with our families, and rest. So we'll see you in January 2022. current relationship to creativity. We'll look at that in our coaching tip for the week. And in our interview segment, we have Virginia Mason Richardson, the queen of synchronicity. We hope you enjoyed the episode today. And remember, something powerful resides within you. I'm here to support you in seeing it and creating it. What is your current relationship to creativity? All right, so one of the things I pride myself on is that I come from a creative background. Some of you may already know that I was a professional opera singer before I pivoted to coaching. And one of the things I think that makes me powerful in any room with corporations, organizations, C-suites, senior managing directors, really anybody who is in the business world at the moment, is that I bring creativity to the table. Sometimes I find that people in those rooms have forgotten that they're creative. Every single human being on the planet is creative. I simply think we've forgotten that it exists sometimes. And sometimes we block it on purpose. Some people are afraid of their creativity, or some people have been hurt by their creativity. So they protect it from the world and from themselves. So the first thing I might ask is, number one, is it blocked? Do you actually have access to it daily? Or is it something that you think, nope, not me, I am not creative at all, that ship has sailed. If that's the thing you're thinking, you might consider that it's just blocked and we need to release it and figure out where it went. Or rather, we need to release it and let it come out again. The second thing you might ask is, what might it provide you to lead with creativity? And what I mean by that is, what would it provide you to have your life be full of creativity? Not only in your job, but in your relationships, in your conversations with friends, in the way you relate to yourself? What could it provide if that was actually something you let happen in your life? The third question I might ask is, what might you have to trust inside you to let it rise to the surface? Sometimes our creativity is blocked because we're not trusting that it's actually there anymore. Or we've been hurt and we potentially block it off from the world so that we're safe. So again, what's the thing that you'd have to trust inside you to let it rise and be seen in the world? So here are some of my favorite ways to access creativity when we feel like either we've lost it or we just can't see it anymore. Draw or sing or take some improv classes or acting or dancing or playing an instrument or painting or anything that opens up that part of you that feels locked and unavailable to the world. It's going to feel like you're a kid for a minute. It's not going to look perfect. You may have some judgments that come out. And the key is to let them go in the moment to simply access some fun and creation again inside you. 
Some people describe this work as the masculine and the feminine inside one human being. The masculine part of you might be leading in boardrooms or meetings with clients or anything that, again, uses that part of your brain that drives production and results. The feminine part of you, or some call it the feminine divine, is the part of you where creation lives. It's the idea that this part has to be unblocked first in order for good ideas to come. I want to be really clear. This is not a male versus female thing. Both parts exist in us all the time. It's simply looking at which part is overdeveloped and which part you haven't actually spoken to in a while. Hopefully this gave you food for thought and opens up some new doors to play with this week. I have the most beautiful Virginia Mason with me today. Um, She is the writer and creator of The Magic Guide, uh, the queen of synchronicity, and an intuitive psychic. And I am so excited for you to be here, Virginia, today. So thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I, um, I remember when we were introduced... And uh, I, I am, I'm, I'm a fan of any kind of psychics that I can be around, <laughs> learn from, <laughs> gain, you know, some support from. And uh, I remember my good friend Lauren has, has said, you have to call Virginia. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. And um, my first experience of you was how, just how holistic and grounded you are mm. um, in terms of like, you were real. <laughs> <laughs> were very like straightforward and real. And it, what it took like all the judgments that I might've even come in with, not even knowing, um, out of it, because I just felt like you, you were one of my deep friends already from the get go. So I just really want to acknowledge you for who you are for people, but tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you know that you got this gift? Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. I'm like, oh, emotions. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, your story was kind of making me flash back to this um, event I did back in December where I was reading for strangers in a jewelry shop. And this woman like stopped a little bit. She's looking, she's like, you're not fake. <laughs> and I was just like, no, I'm real. So I like that. It's like, I am real. I'm here. I exist. Um, I'm also Dude. a writer. <laughs> yeah. So I a write. Good one. I'm a writer. That's a core who I am. I've always been writing since I was a kid. But these days specifically, what I'm really working on, what I write about are my magical experiences. So basically, I've committed my life to just following my intuition. I'm constantly receiving messages in my sleep and during the day and channeling. And I just follow it and see where it takes me. And it takes me to beautiful places, um, sometimes literal physical places, a lot of times inner <laughs> places. Yeah. Um, and I write all about it. I write about it in a series of books I'm working on and then also in my monthly publication, The Magic Guide. Yeah. And I have been getting that since you uh, started creating it again, because I know you had you created it and then you put it down for a while and then you restarted it. Um, and I think I got on the second round and I love them every month. So if you get anything out of this, please go sign up for that immediately (laughs) after this, this interview. Um, it is full of so much, uh, goodness every month that I'm just like, wow, it takes me all month to process it, but I (laughs) very close to me all month long, but, um, yeah, well, I kind of want to go back a little bit because, you know, I, I, I have it that people don't just wake up and decide that they're a psychic some days, or maybe they do, but you you had some really interesting things happen in your life. I mean, 
you healed yourself. Like that's, that's a big deal. Yeah. It's almost kind of strange to talk about because it feels so far away at this point in my life. Um, it's kind of like time traveling, like storytelling and going back and talking about things. But yeah, so I was a complete atheist for most of my life. I did not grow up with any religion or spirituality in my life other than being in the South. So being surrounded by people who are religious and mostly like kind of being repulsed by it and not liking being around mm -hmm. that. Um, mm -hmm. So I was kind of very anti-spirituality for most of my life. And then once I was in college, I've always been a very curious person. So I was always following ideas and studying philosophy, studying human evolution, studying various things. And I, in college, just started getting really sick. And I was in and out of doctor's offices for years. Like people couldn't really pin down all the diagnoses. Like I got diagnosed with epilepsy, I think my junior year of college. And then I was diagnosed ultimately with like two autoimmune diseases, fibromyalgia and Sjogren's syndrome. And my body was just felt like it was like falling apart when I was in college. I didn't really know what was yeah. going on. And ultimately, I just kind of, I was like, after college, after graduating the summer after, I was in, standing in my bathroom and I looked at my bathroom counter and it was just full of medicine bottles. And I just had this like rush of something in my system that was like, you have to stop taking all of it. Oh, wow. And so I called my doctors, found out the safe way to go off all the medicines, mm -hmm. and I went off all of it, and I started just listening and following, and life kind of took me to lots of different places in the years that followed, including some pretty traumatic experiences that just kept opening me up more and more. Um, but ultimately, like I would say the moment where I really started recognizing and appreciating my gifts was when I got deep into meditation rather than coming out of some post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, this is mm -hmm. back in like 2014. And mm -hmm. as I started meditating, I just started getting visions mm -hmm. and things just started coming true. And I was like, okay, like being a curious person, something's going on here. So I started exploring all of it. I started having memories of um, like when I was a kid and I would have dreams and the dreams would come true. And it's been so cool to kind of experience this evolution and acceptance of my gifts in my own life because as I came to accept them and they just started grow rapidly, like opening up faster and faster and faster. And my body just kind of got better. I just stopped feeling sick. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like, in hindsight, I'm like, I guess there was probably like a trend, like a gradualness to it, but it felt so almost immediate. It felt almost like I just was fine all of a sudden. And it's just been cool because my, like my family's not spiritual or not religious. And so my dad used to like literally just start singing the Twilight Zone theme song. And I started telling him stories. <laughs> Here it comes. Um, yeah. But now they're like all like they've lived with me enough and they've seen it and they're just, they're all open to it and accepting because they like, they've accepted as I've accepted myself for who I am and my experiences, they've accepted me. And it's been so cool because even my mom recently called me, like she's starting to have this opening and remembering things when she was a kid. She was like, oh, wow. I used to see things before they happened. And like, I'm having these, I'm like remembering these things. And it's like, it's been this beautiful kind of blossoming. It's like, as I open up to it, I see the people in my life, they start opening up to it. And it's so beautiful because people just start accepting their experiences more. And it's pretty incredible. And listening. That's what I'm getting from this. Like the more that you opened up and you started listening to yourself and your experiences, the, the more that it seemed to come through. Yeah. Oh my gosh, completely. And it's, I feel like I'm constantly just being directed to, had constantly been directed to just kind of like increasingly go to a place of total surrender, just like almost like, you know, nothing on your calendar for as, as much as possible because you're supposed to just be in this flow and follow all these messages. And that's how I live my life. That's how I live my days. 
such a cool gift and you've been such a huge service to so many people I know. Um, so talk to me about how is magic real? <laughs> yeah. So I imagine that magic is real in so many ways that I can't even comprehend. <laughs> but when I'm talking about magic, really what I'm talking about is all those things I've yet to uncover, which we'll see what happens in the future. But also in my experience, all of the signs that I get, all the synchronicities, my life, especially, I mean, I do like, I'm, I am just psychic. Like it's, it's like if we were in a setting where I was wanting to do this, I could close my eyes. I could get a vision for you. I could tell you about your life. Yep. That sort of thing. Like I have those abilities. Um, so I am empathic in the sense of how people understand, like being able to feel other people's feelings in your own body. Like I feel like empaths are kind of becoming not trendy, but it's like, it's becoming more widely known and accepted that people are empaths. Empaths are a thing. So it's like, I have that, but then it's like beyond that. It's not just feeling it's like, I get visions. It's like, I hear things and I, it's like my whole system is basically an antenna. And so I'm constantly receiving and I receive through visions and all those things, but I'm also the biggest thing for me is synchronicities. So my life is basically just like constantly seeing synchronicities. It's like everywhere I look, it's like, I'll have a dream. And then I go to read my book in the morning after I wake up from the dream and I open the page and it's literally like the thing I was just dreaming about is on the page in the book. And then I like turn on a TV and then it's on the show that I just randomly chose to watch. It's like, I just get kind of bombarded <laughs> with whatever mm -hmm. it's yeah. at. And so then I look at it and I explore it and I research it and I see where it takes me. Well, and you're, you, I mean, you are studied too. This isn't just like, you know, you wake up one day and decide to do it, right? I mean, you have, you have really worked to develop your, your gift too. I have. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm studied in the sense of like, I feel like especially in kind of the alternative healing and wellness world, there's a lot of people being like, oh, my teacher. Like, I don't have that relationship with anybody. I don't have like teachers in that way. I mean, I have studied astrology with a mentor that astrology, like I get, I have such a close connection with the stars. It's um, kind of mind blowing. And I want everyone to read the magic guide so they can see that there's validity in astrology. Yes. <laughs> but um, so I have done those trainings. I have like, I have my yoga teacher training. I have my Reiki master. I've done all sorts of trainings. I'm also just educated in the traditional sense, gone to college, like studied human evolution, science, all those things. But it's, I feel like for me, my biggest training, it was all with myself. It's mm -hmm. all like just going in and listening and following and uncovering and seeing what happens. Like even when I'm really into rituals and that's another way I believe in magic is I believe that we can make things happen with rituals and things like that yeah. because I see it all the time. And every ritual I've ever done just came to me. It's like, I'll wake up in the morning sometime and it's like, you have to go do this thing. And it's, that's all part of listening. It's like now it's like not just receiving the message, but also having your actions be guided. And so that's something cliche to say, but it's also true. We are our greatest teachers. Um, and yeah. I feel that way about like my own training. And that's certainly what I work to weave into the magic guide every month, because in addition to kind of telling the big story of like synchronicities and mythology and everything that's coming through, I also give people rituals. And I'm also always trying to encourage people to really tune in and listen for themselves and like connect with that beyond anything that I say or anything anybody else says. I really love that uh, because rituals can just be, um, and yours I don't want to call them simple, but they, they, they appear simple to me enough that I can like, I'm like, Oh, I can go get these things and do this. Yes. This is very easy for me. And then I can sit down and, and listen to my own response to them, which I really appreciate. And some of my favorite rituals have been, have been that you've done in the last year, really. So, uh, how does this all relate to empowerment of women's intuition and, 
and the history of magic. I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. So I, I mean, I personally have a very close connection with the history of the persecution of magic. I'm a direct descendant of people who are at the Salem witch trials. I have, my mom's a genealogist. So I happen to know a lot about my family history, which has actually been very handy given the fact that I now have people like talking to me, like directing things. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so this is a part of my ancestry that I really ignored for basically my whole life until it just started like coming up in all of these big ways. And I started diving deep into it and really like based on all the messages that I've received and everything I've experienced and what I've witnessed firsthand in terms of how a lot of people receive me upon learning, like if I actually like am bold enough to tell them the truth, which is that I am psychic, <laughs> like this, like get their yeah. reaction to that, you know, we yeah. have a tremendous fear in the world still today about intuition. And there's basically been over the course of, I think thousands of years, but certainly hundreds of years when you look back at the persecution in England and America and like, I mean, all over the place. And the fact that I think up until maybe even like in the 1950s, don't quote me on that date, in England, it was illegal to even say that you were psychic. Like exactly, very recent. Very recent. (laughs) I was not allowed to say who I am and like talk about my experiences. And so we still hold a lot of the fear in our society about all of that. And so as a result, a lot of people, if they're having an experience, they immediately jump to like, this is evil that I'm, what I'm experiencing, or I'm crazy. So I better like repress this and turn it off and not tell anybody. Um, And so we basically entered into this state where everyone's disconnected Mm -hmm. from themselves Mm -hmm. and from our direct connection with the universe. And so that's the big thing for me is that more than anything, like I have my experiences, I have my beliefs and that's all well and good. But what is most important to me and what I would love to see for the world is that we all arrive at a place where we come back to celebrating our direct connection with the world around us because we basically surrendered our inner authority to only external sources. We want proof in science. We want proof from our leaders. We want proof from our educators or whoever it is. It's like, we have to go get the education. We have to go get the training. We have to go get the degree or whatever it is to prove that we know something. We have such an incredible direct source of knowledge that most of us aren't listening to. So brilliant. So brilliant. And I know that, um, Gosh, I just so appreciate that it is a new conversation because even even in my coaching conversations that I have with clients, it's sort of like, you know, the the very surface level scratching of this is is well, what does your intuition say? You know, and even that question right there is so confronting for so many people because they're not used to number one asking themselves that. Yeah, and as you said, it's been suppressed for so long. Why, why did we suppress it? I guess that's a really big question. I know. Oh, (laughs) power, power. (laughs) Of course. It's like you, you need to come to the church. You need to come to the men who have been put in charge of the church. They can tell you what to do and how to live your life. Mm, I love that because that's why it's so scary for people. Oh, it's so scary. If all of a sudden people are empowered in themselves to make their own choices, our society could not exist the way it is. Yeah people would make different choices. People wouldn't feel, people would experience freedom. People would experience peace. People would experience all sorts of things that they don't think are possible. What an interesting way to have uh, suppressed that systemically throughout the years to suppress intuition. Yeah, it really is a suppression of intuition. It's kind of, um, and it's interesting because 
obviously people talk about gut feelings. People would say, oh, women's intuition, especially was like, has been a thing. It's not like mm-hmm. it hasn't been known in society. It's not like I imagine every like great scientist, great inventor, you hear stories about like different scientists, like, oh, I got this idea. It's like a flash of inspiration. Like people are constantly using their intuition, whether they realize it or not. And I was too, mm-hmm. even when, like, when I go think back at the way that I was in college and how I studied and how I wrote and all the things that I explored. I'm like, oh, I was so much doing what I'm doing now, but I didn't connect it at all as using intuition. And it's like the moment I just kind of consciously named it and was like, I'm going to get really curious about this and see what can come from it. It, everything changed. That's incredible. Ah, thank you (laughs) so much for sharing it all. What's the difference between like, how do you know when something is intuition versus you just don't want to do something or you're avoiding something. I mean, this is something that we talk about a lot. Totally. In coaching, right? no, that's why I'm laughing because it's like, I'm poor. It's like, yeah, there's, that's always the question too with intuition. It's like, is this my intuition or is this my fear? Mm-hmm. Um, the mm-hmm. honest answer is you don't always know, mm-hmm. but <laughs> the way mm-hmm. that I would say to kind of like test it when you have something and you don't know, it's like, ask for more. Like, that's my thing. Like if I'm receiving a message, like I was receiving the message for years to stop seeing clients. That was my bread and butter. I was working with clients. I was doing one-on-one work. I was helping a lot of people. I was like, this should, this should be it, you know? But it was like, no, you're supposed to be writing. You're supposed to be writing like constant messages. And I didn't actually act on that for like a year and a half, I think, for Mm -hmm. when I first received that message. Mm -hmm. And it's because in part, because it was scary. It was scary to trust it, but it was also like, is this just like me not wanting to do something? Is this fear? Is this whatever it is? But it's like, I asked, like, tell me again, tell me in a new way, give me a sign say explicitly what sign you want. Say that you want to see like that random author you love. Like you want to see their book show up in your Instagram feed, like get really specific, (laughs) like whatever it is. And and you did, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like you get to like that's the thing about what intuition is I think it is a conversation it's a direct connection it's not one-sided that's the whole point is you're engaged with the world around you and it goes both directions it's not you know just one way to open it up oh so what do you think that um the universe is trying to tell you through your writing like what's your what's your purpose here what's what is the where is it directing you I know you can't really Uh know that and I know it changes but yeah. Do you mean me personally for like my own experience or me in terms of like what I'm here to offer the world? I think both. Let's start with you first. Okay. Um, I think for me personally, there's just so much joy in it. I just yeah. love it. It's just fun. It's fun to write. It's fun to explore. It's like, I'm just in awe. I'm constantly in awe. It doesn't matter how many times I have a vision and something comes true. It never gets old. It's always amazing. (laughs) It's always so cool to be in the state of that. And so for me, I feel like my personal kind of experience and goal is to just reach this place of just total awe, Mm. just exist in peace and just being. And like, I imagine like down the road in the future, in my older years, like I'm not going to be probably doing the same kind of rituals and same kind of explorations. Like, I feel like I'm going to hit a point where I'm just going to be peace. Um, and that's what I've seen of my future at least. Yeah. So I think that's part of, um, like my personal experience of it all. Um, but in terms of what I'm here to give other people, what I've heard and what I've received is really helping people open up. It's helping people open back up to all of this and helping kind of move people to a place of acceptance and curiosity for themselves and for the world. And to kind of, in some ways, disempower the way that spirituality has 
been like built into like all of these like obelisks of power and to kind yes. of like tear that down and be like, no, we're here. We're here. Immediate disruption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh. Well, what would you have to say to people out there that uh, feel like you felt like they know they have gifts, they're trying to suppress it, uh, maybe they're, they're not voicing it in the world. What would you have to offer them um, from a place of, as a brilliant woman doing this in the world, what do you got for them advice-wise? Well, for starters, check out the Magic Eye. <laughs> it's really okay. like there to help and support people like you. I worked with one-on-one clients for years, kind of helping people one-on-one, and then I was kind of told to shift over and do it in this bigger way through this publication. So that is there as a resource for people to kind of explore and connect with themselves and work with their intuition. But the other thing is, the biggest thing is to just, just start trusting. Just if you're not meditating, meditate. That's a thing everyone says because it's true. If you're not meditating, meditate. <laughs> Avoiding that. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you think maybe you're seeing things and think you're like having visions or whatever, write it down. Create a little journal for yourself where you start tracking things and see if things come true and like write down like numbers that you see, write down like when you have a little gut feeling and then you can be like, oh my God, wait, I did actually, I am remembering that correctly. I did have that gut feeling and then that thing happened. Yeah. Um, make note of it. And if you start, re- start listening, like baby steps into trusting in terms of like whatever you're being told you need to do and then do it. Hmm. You're going to start being asked to do bigger things. <laughs> because sometimes it's easiest to start small. Start small. Start <laughs> on that gradient. I love it. <laughs> well, um, every time you write, and, and what I love, I think I shared this with you um, a couple of days ago when we spoke, Virginia, was I love how you reference even past magic guides and you say like, hey, go look at this. And when I wrote this, this is how it all lines up and this is where we're at. Um, which to me is, um, just brilliant in your writing. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I definitely choose to do that because I'm sitting there and I'm just kind of like seeing this massive web. And a lot of time I'm like even more like feeling it than seeing it. I just like can feel how it's all connected. Then I kind of have to like put it into words where like someone could follow it. And so that's really what I'm trying to do in all of my writing, my books, as well as the magic guidance. I'm like, kind of laying out this web of connections for people to start to see it for themselves, both in terms of like the big picture we're all going through, but also for yourself and your own life. Like these dates, like the same way they connect for me, they connect for you. So like go look and see what's happening in your life. And I get some, that's one of my favorite things about writing is I get these incredible stories from people who are like, oh my God, (laughs) you won't believe what I just uncovered about like this magical thing in my life. And I'm just like, yes, magic is real. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is. Magic is real. That is, and that's actually, I mean, that's my last question for you as we, as we complete today. It's, uh, I was going to say like, if you had a megaphone and you had to make a statement, what would it be? What I would say is that we all need to slow down and close our eyes, mm. place our hands on our heart and just listen, like really listen to what it is that we're supposed to be doing as individuals and then do that thing. So like, simple. And so, so many simple, but it's like, it's the key. It's like, I mean, I'm happy like, when I do that for myself, I'm experiencing magic. I'm experiencing all those other things. Somebody else might not. And that's fine. That's great. That's their experience. I want them to have it. I don't want them to give it away to somebody else and some other authority. Yeah. And it's, I hear so much courage in that. That's what I was thinking the whole time you were speaking is how courageous you are. 
um, to own who you are in the world or just creeping into being accepted, right? Again, <laughs> history repeating <laughs> itself. And just how courageous it is for you to own all that. But also I hear what you just shared, like have courage to listen to yourself. Yeah. That's very scary for a lot of people. Apparently, yeah, it's very scary. I mean, I say it fairly, like, oh, I'm so, like, I'm still terrified. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, pretty much every day, I'm like, do I want to be with myself today? But yeah, no, I got you. Oh, man. Uh, Virginia, you're incredible. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing so authentically and vulnerably and being so open. Um, my, my greatest wish is that people uh, open up to this more and more into you. You are brilliant. So anything that you have to share, um, I hope people will jump on reading. And more importantly, just thank you for your heart and your soul and being here. 